0: LOI, match day on Off the Ball.
1: Thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Stephen Doyle here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. Coming up on this week's edition. The lads
0: might as well have not turned up. All they were thinking about was. Derry and their suits and Lansdowne Road. So uh, we lost 4-0. But like I said, should have sent myself and the rest of the staff out to play.
2: And yeah, you know, I actually, I really, I'm really enjoying my football now. And, and I have been since I've since I've come home. Um, and he's a big part of that, you know, he was the reason why I wanted to come home.
3: Clubs are punching above their weight with, with, with their hands tied behind their back in most cases. With due to a lack of resources, a lack of facilities, a lack of investment.
1: On match day 15 in the Premier Division, Bohemians were knocked off top spot after a 1 0 defeat to Derry City at Dalymount Park. In the space of two first half minutes, Grant Horton saw red and Ryan Graydon scored for the visitors who reclaim second place. Rory Higgins' men were also one of the four teams in action on Monday and they enjoyed a big 3-0 win against visiting Dundalk.
0: Shepard with a long clearance downfield. Cameron McCann runs the header. O'Reilly. O'Reilly
3: certainly commanded more. He gets away from Wasiria Williams. O'Reilly under the 18-yard box slaps it under the path <laughs> of Michael Duffy. I think that's game set and match from a Terry City point of view. But the run from O'Reilly alone warranted a goal. But he unselfishly passed it under the path of Michael Duffy. And Michael Duffy just stabbed it in in the 83rd minute to make a Derry City three. Yeah,
1: Galili Whites had taken three points in their Friday night match, beating second from bottom, Cork City 2-1. There were two City players sent off in the game, with the club arguing that Keane Coleman's was too <laughs> harsh but their Monday appeal was turned down and he's banned for two games. Shamrock Rovers reached the summit for the first time this season thanks to a 3-0 victory at UCD on Friday before they edged out St. Patrick's Athletic in a five-goal thriller at Tallaght Stadium. One of our guests, Richie Tell, scored twice on the night, including a late winner from the spot. The Saints went into that game off the back of a great 3-0 home win against Drogheda United with two goals from...
2: Over the top it goes, flicked on towards Forrester.
0: Brendan has to be careful... Oh he isn't Here's Forrester Forrester to finish it Forrester Takes his time But buries it in the end say back three Draw the nil Two goals for Forrester
1: And Sligo Rovers Showground struggles Continued With a 3-0 loss To Shelburne More on that one later
0: LOI Match Day On Off The Ball
1: on Match Day 16 in the Premier Division, third plays fourth at Oriel Park as Dundalk welcome Bohemians, who are three points ahead of their hosts on Friday. Bows were 2-1 winners at Dalymount Park in February, but they haven't won back-to-back against Dundalk since 2020. The other allowed club, Drogheda United, make the trip to Dublin to face the league leader, Shamrock Rovers. Drug's boss Kevin Doherty's enjoyed a good run against the Tala Club, and Richie Tell told LOI Matchday why.
2: They're good sides. They, um, they're um they set up really well they have a good manager there and they have some really good players really experienced players so um we know that if we keep continuing what we're doing and just focus on us and get to the level of performance that we know we can we know that it'll be enough to be trotted on Friday but it's it's mainly down to our work ethic and that we don't get complacent and make sure that the Royce Sharma Rovers turn up on Friday.
1: It's been quite the run for Tell and Co with nine wins and one draw in their last 10 matches. That's after they failed to win any of their six opening games of the season. So what changed? Nothing
2: changed. That's the big thing. Um, we knew that we weren't getting the results, but the performances were there. Um, and that's one thing that you have to do as a player. And more importantly, I think the manager has shown us he trust the process and what we work on on a week-to-week basis. And if you change that massively, people think, oh, it's not working. But we could see it was working, but we just weren't getting the uh, results in the end. But we just had to keep doing what we were doing, fine-tune the small little mistakes that we were making and keep doing the positive things that was, that was working well for us. And I think, as you can see, over the last number of games, we've been playing really well, scoring a lot of goals and conceding conceding not that many, so that's a a good recipe for good things.
1: The man himself is in his best run of form since signing for Rovers in 2021. His four goals this season, already doubling his tally of the previous two. In trying to find out what he was thinking in the build-up to his brilliant goal at Derry City recently, Tell gave some great insight into how the coaching staff has helped to work with him, improving his game.
2: Yeah, it's just something that, that the manager and the coaching staff have been have been on to me about is just when I get the ball and, and pass it just following following my run. Um and luckily enough I've been able to get on the end of two good crosses, one by Finnar and then the other one um from Trevor. Um I think even you see the goal last night, um we started from league race again, you know what I mean? So it's that building process that that the manager is really big on and and how we play and how we play out from the back and play through the lines. And We've been doing that really well the last couple of weeks we have, so if we can continue to do that, we'll, uh, we'll do well this season.
1: Tell singled out head coach Stephen Bradley for helping him get back to his best.
2: The gaffer has been great with me. Um, since the day I walked in, you know, he's, uh, he's put his trust in me and, and the other players. Um, he knows what, what we're all capable of because he sees us on a day-to-day basis. Um, and yeah, do you know what, I actually, I really, I'm really enjoying my football now and and I have been since I've since I've come home. Um, and he's a big part of that, you know. He was the reason why I wanted to come home. He has a, a vision and, and a process of where he wants the football club to be. And the, the club as a whole is just going in the right direction. And, and for me, it's great to be a part of that.
1: The 31-year-old is looking forward to another crack at the Champions League this summer. But is dreaming of a group stage qualification with the Hoops beyond their reach?
2: No, I don't think so, you know. I think you have to be a dreamer. You know what I mean? Um, like We're always aiming for, for Champions League and if you fall short, you end up in the Europa League or the Europa League conference. So, if you set your goals at the highest possible and you fall short, sometimes it's still a massive success. You know what I mean? Because last year, we uh, we won the league and we got into the group stages, which was a massive achievement because it's really hard to, to do both in the one season because the games are coming so thick and fast. It's a bit relentless, it is, but um, the manager and the coaching staff, they had a great schedule for us. Well, we had so many back to back games, and um, yeah, I think you can see that everything is attention to detail is, um, is spot on. And even you see in the last couple of weeks, when we have three games in a week, our schedule allows us to be able to rest players and then peak at the right time. And, and I think it's just worked out really well for us over the last while.
1: Shamrock Rovers versus Drogheda United is the only eight o'clock kickoff on Friday night. The other four matches. Our 7.45 starts. Supporters of second place Derry City will be expectant as UCD make the trip north. They saw their team win 4-0 at the bowl in their first clash this season. The students haven't beaten the Candy Stripes since 2010 when they achieved an impressive 1-0 win at the Brandywell. Dundalk's Robbie Benson was in the UCD starting team that day. Cork City and Sligo Rovers have two of the league's best strikers in their squads and both Rory Keating and Max Mata were on the score sheet when they drew 2-2 at the showgrounds in March. Turners Cross is the venue on Friday as Rovers look to avoid a third defeat on the spin while City go into the match having lost the last six. No such trouble for Shelbourne who head into a televised Dublin Derby match on their best run of form under manager Damien Duff. Virgin Media 2 are showing this one live. The Drum Condra Club are eight games unbeaten, including two wins in their last two. But did Duff feel the 3-0 hammering of the Bitter Red was his team's best performance of the season? Yeah, it's I'd have to
0: say it'll be our best performance, but here, at the end of the day you don't get extra points for that. So um, for as good as we were on Saturday, we were very bad the week before against UCD, but we still got three points. It's all about winning games. Yes, it's we want to play nice football and be easy on the eye, but uh, it's about getting points on the boards first and foremost.
1: Duff has admitted that the hat trick hero on the night, Jack Moylan, is being watched by clubs in the UK. The Kilbarry attacker has six goals and an assist after 15 games, but his manager still thinks he can get better. Without
0: doubt, there's more to come. Uh, 18 months ago, two years ago, he's playing under 19s football for Bowes, um, so he's come a lot, an awful lot, long, a long way. Um he's been re- very receptive to the demands that we put in him and coaching detail etc so uh, he's continuously grown on and off the pitch Um we have we have great hopes for him he's a very ambitious boy so how long we can keep Michel's I don't know um, yeah he's a top young player in the league but I'd like to think we have a few more top young players in our in our squad
1: Duffel hope to strengthen his squad when he can but is relishing the return of two long term absentees midfielder Gavin Malloy and centre forward Sean Boyd I know
0: there's a transfer window coming up but uh having them two back would be similar to getting two big signings in the door so uh they've been a big loss the lads have done amazing without them it'd be great to have them back available and fighting for a spot in the in the team again because competition is is paramount a uh, big issue we had last season there wasn't competition for places the squad wasn't strong enough uh, there was many injuries and the team knew they was more or less what it would be on a on a match night whereas This season, that's what we wanted to do, build the squads. Hopefully when these players come back, um, it brings lads' games to another level because, you know, you need competition in life.
1: As we delved a little deeper into his team's good form, I asked Duff if they have reached a new level and how he wants to develop his team's playing style.
0: I'm sure there's more to go, but we're still trying to play the same as we did last season. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You bring in new coaching ideas along the way and, and what have you. Uh, that's what we're here for. But um it's all about keeping the ball, I guess. And uh rovers are seen as, I guess, a very attacking team because they can keep the ball and they're really good at it. They're the best team I've seen. Uh whereas we probably, you know, at the minute saw so Shells are where defensive or are defensive. Um well, we're not set up to to play defensively. Um the lads know that. I tell them all that all the time. And if you come and watch us work in any day of the week, it's all about attacking patterns and how to break teams down. So I know we've been kind of tarnished with that brush Or we sit in and we uh, just defend our goal. We don't. That's not the plan. Sometimes it happens organically. Again, the reference Rovers, we play against them a few weeks back. They're so good that you just end up defending for 80, 90 minutes. So, um oh. We still want to play the same way. Uh, we want to dominate games and we'll keep working hard to do so.
1: You can hear lots more on Duff talking about his team's playing style on the LOI Match Day Extra podcast in the same feed as you got this one. On Friday, of course, Shell's play against St. Patrick's Athletic who have scored nine goals in the last three meetings of the sides. Match
0: are week minus one from the cup final. The lads might as well have not turned up. Uh, all they were thinking about was dairy and their suits and Lansdowne Road. So, uh, we lost 4-0, but like I said, should have sent myself and the rest of the staff out to play. The game, obviously, here before that, a 4-4 humdinger, probably game of the season. The game we should have won, but yeah, you're right. Conceding four goals, how can you win any game? Uh, so, like I've said many times, we can talk about you know attacking stuff and the pretty stuff, but you have to be defensively solid, and that's what I've tried to do from minute one in here. The help of the staff, it's one of the many reasons I brought Joey O'Brien is in. Great defensive mind, helps me set up the team, of course, to win games. You can't bloody concede, so uh that's the plan. Keep things tight, and then you yeah, rely on your players up the top end of the pitch with that bit of X factor to maybe nick you
1: something. And Duff might also see a familiar face at Tolka Park, although he'll be hoping it won't be face-to-face in the stand like last May when he was at Richer and serving a three-match ban. Do you ever get any um any text messages from uh, the great Brian Kerr before these games trying to wind you up now? No, he uh, <laughs> he actually told me off
0: last year. I was suspended um, in Richmond Park and I was up sat beside him in the <laughs> in the uh, director's box. He told me off at half-time. He is like my second dad, so I didn't get into it with him, but he <laughs> called me a no in certain terms to point him down and behave myself. So... Uh, <laughs> Ah, I love him. He's a legend, yeah. a legend of the game. Contrary to what Jason MacIntyre says, he's a he's a god in Irish football, and uh, I love him.
1: Uh, don't we all, Damien? Don't we all?
0: LOI Match Day
1: on Off the Ball on Match Day 14 in the First Division history was made at Lisieullen
2: back in he's on the carry is on the gets his head up looks to he play can't. it inside wrong decision it. comes back out to Mickitter he needs to knock this in first time get it in the box as wolles everyone is in can be rips it. the carry gets up it's intercepted by the carry defender Carrie turns the ball there goes the whistle 3-2 carry Carrie have their first ever win in the league of ireland at the expense
1: Uh, Great stuff. The first victory for Kerry in their maiden League of Ireland season came away to Athlone Town in dramatic fashion and they led 2-1 at the break thanks to Ryan Kelleher and Nathan gleason goals. Valeri Dalia equalised for the home team after half-time but three minutes later, Kelleher struck again and his name will go down in the history books. Treaty United's fine run continued with a fourth consecutive win while also ending Longford Town's good run with a 3-0 win at Bishop's gate Club top scorer Enda Curran is up to seven goals after a double in that match, while there was a late third after town goalkeeper Jack Brady picked up a second yellow card earlier in the game.
2: When Lambert do tried to play forward, they give it away sloppily. Perhaps that's why they're so reluctant. To be adventurous in possession Whoa. and Treaty are carving through Longford here like a hot knife through butter. Three nil to Treaty. It's in the back of the net, and it's the substitute Stephen Christopher.
1: More on Waterford later after their impressive five-nil win against Cove Ramblers in a second v third battle at the RSC. Galway United maintained their 10-point lead at the top with a two-nil home win against Wexford, while moving up to fourth place. Where Bray Wanderers, Dane Massey, and Harry Groom scored in a 2 0 win against Finn Harps at the Carlisle Grounds to end a five match winless run.
0: LOI, match day on Off the Ball.
1: On match day 15 in the First Division, both Kerry and Bray Wanderers will be on a high going into their match in one of four. 7.45 kick-offs on Friday. That's at Mount Hawk Park and the home team will hope to avenge the 3-1 defeat they suffered in the reverse fixture on match day two. Treaty United host Galway United with a four-match winning run to protect against the league leaders who were 1-0 winners at Eamon DC Park in their last meeting. Tommy Barrett's team have never beaten this opponent but did draw with them in their last meeting in Limerick. Cove Ramblers will be hurting after their hammering in Waterford and face an Athlone Townside without a manager once again. The Westmead Independent broke the story of Gordon Brett's decision to step down on Wednesday and he'll reportedly go back to coaching the under-16 development squad. His replacement was, at the time of recording, yet to be announced. Just One Point separates Wexford in 7th and their guests' Longford Town – who lost at home against James Keddie's team in their previous meeting. But the town have a good record at Ferry Carrick Park with five wins and just two defeats on their last seven trips to the sunny south-east. It's up to the cloudy northwest for Waterford as they look to keep the pressure on Galway United by taking all three points from Finn Harps in Bally Buffet. Head coach Keith Long's first match in charge of Waterford was a 7-1 thumping of Dave Rogers' team at the RSC, which set them off on an incredible run. It was the first of six straight wins for Long and his team before a shock home defeat against neighbours Wexford and a narrow 2-1 loss at the runaway leaders. Despite getting back on track with that 5-0 win against the Rams, Long admits that United will be hard-caught, but either way, he's determined to take the Blues back into the top flight.
3: Hopefully, hopefully we can achieve our objectives this year, which is to get our club promoted. Um, and And if we do that, you know, I'm sure between now and the end of the season, uh, the supporters will get behind the team, and we can grow the club in, in 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 a different way, um, other than than has been the case in previous regimes uh, at Waterford FC. So Andy Pilly at Fleetwood is fully invested in the club. The guys at Fleetwood fully invested in the club, um, and and hopefully we can we can like I said get them out of this division and bring them to a stage where we feel. Uh, the club is geared geared up and uh, ready to go.
1: One major factor in Waterford's run is the sensational form of Ronan Coughlan, who scored 14 goals in nine matches under Long. But it's not just goals that he's brought to the party.
3: I'll take no credit for Ronan's vein of form. Ronan is a, is an established League of Ireland Premier Division striker. He's been exceptional so far in terms of form in front, front of the goal. Um, I think he's he scored in every game that I've been manager other than the Wexford game at home. He's been an example to all the other players, let's say, as to how professional he is his, when he comes into work, how professional he is around the group. How he trains, uh, how he behaves, his habits, the standards that, that, you know, he demonstrates on a daily basis around the group on the training pitch. Hopefully we'll start to rub off on some of the other younger players that we've got in the group that this is what you need to do to be a top player in this league. And um, we're lucky to have Ronan at this moment in time at Waterford. We'd like to to extend his stay at the at the football club. And, um, you know, he's done exceptionally well for us right right now and um, Long may that continue.
1: Long has a lot of young players to work with at the club, including a man he brought back from the UK, as manager of Bohemians, Roland Adowu. His ability to rejuvenate and improve players is evidenced by the upward career trajectories of the likes of Georgie Kelly, Ross Tierney, Dawson DeVoy, Promise I'm a share, and Andy Lyons, to name but a few. With that in mind, Long was keen to pick up on Damien Duff's comments this week regarding investment in clubs. Long agrees with the Shell's boss when emphasising how vital it is Four clubs to be given investment in order to improve academies.
3: Clubs are punching above their weight, with with, with their hands tied behind their back in most cases, with, due to a lack of resources, a lack of facilities, a lack of investment. You know, and, and it's not just government; it's not just the FEI. Clubs themselves need to invest in 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 youth development in this country into the academy system. Thankfully, lots of clubs are doing that, but they need help. They need assistance and if we're going to have a proper industry in this country and investment in our academy structure i think damon spoke about it today in his in his piece mm. you know those of us involved in the game here long enough would, would 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 fully understand that the academy system has to be a priority what what will happen if, if we don't produce players that are capable of playing international football for ireland will our rankings will drop you know where everything will 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 fall off the face of a cliff if we if we don't uh, improve the standards across all levels of football within the game.
1: Long's playing style has always been a mix of aggression and exciting attacking football, but does that have to be altered when coming to a new club with a different selection of players in a squad?
3: I think you have to look at everything, you know, and and you know assess what you have, and 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 we've done that over a, over the last number of weeks. So obviously you have. Uh, a way of playing, an ideology in terms of how you want your teams to play and, and a philosophy under the game. Um, but ultimately, yes, I might have certain principles, but you have to play a style of play that suits your players and you've got to be pragmatic. Uh, you know, In my opinion, you've got, you've got to be pragmatic in that approach. So you, know, you look at the players, you look at their skill sets, you look at their attributes, you look at all, all their qualities and try and complement them with, with a way of playing, a style of play and a formation of play um yes i've got i've got fundamentals in terms of my beliefs and what i want to see from the team i want to be a team that's aggressive um in possession you know playing the ball forward quickly playing with wide players creating overloads in in, in areas I have good technical players that can uh, dominate the ball um, but also like you said playing that transition the moments in transition where we can punish teams on uh, in, on the counter attack and Having the attributes within the within the squad to try and do that and to expose that.
1: He brought his squad to Donegal on Thursday ahead of the Friday night match, but the players have been told the celebration over the big win last week are to be put aside ahead of another tough fixture.
3: That's last week. We've got to prove ourselves every time we go out onto the training ground, not not, not just the, the 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 football pitch on a Friday night. Uh, we're looking at players' behaviours and performances in every aspect of the environment that we're in right now. So um, it'll be very difficult. Dave Rogers, he's got a young team up there that he's working with extremely hard, I'm sure. You know, players want to go out and perform on a Friday night. You know, we've got to try and worry about ourselves, look after our own performance, hopefully giving a good account of ourselves, hopefully reproducing the performance levels that we did last week against Cove and if we do that we give, her, give ourselves a good chance
1: That game in Bally Buffet kicks off at 8 o'clock That's it for another edition of LOI Match Day. Thank you for listening and please if you can like, subscribe and review the podcast Look out for LOI match Day extra in your podcast feed where you can hear all my interviews with Richie Terrell Damien Duff and Keith Long in full Safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week
0: LOI match Day on Off The Ball.